Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Hi. I'm struggling to put my mandolin on here. Thank you for coming tonight. We're thrilled to be here with Barb Ryman, great singer-songwriter from the Twin Cities area. Her new release, Catch the Sunset, is available at CD Baby. Barb Ryman. I'm tired of looking back A prisoner of what I lack I'm fed up with everything It leaves me feeling down and out I'm shaking off the old debris I'm Giving up the poor old me no more Blaming the family tree I'm living life authentically Welcome to Madison. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. You bet. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember um, how we got in touch originally, but I'm, I'm glad you're here. That You've been performing. You took, there was a hiatus in your career at some point, right? You took about 20 years off. Yeah, like about 20 year hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was, uh, 
I got started kind of late in life. I, you know, I uh, um, I played in my high school, college days, and then uh, then it was uh, career, family, children, all that. And uh, I kind of put the guitar in the closet. And about 20 years later, I started feeling the void. So I mm -hmm. I pulled it out. And uh, actually, that's how I became a songwriter because I had forgotten how to play my old covers that I had played in uh, my youth, so I had to write my own. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. <laughs> and that's what I did. Well, you have such a beautiful voice, it sounds as if you've been singing the entire time. Well, thank you. But, uh, yes, crystal thank you. clear. Just yeah. So I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to listen All right. to this. But, my uh, ears. <laughs> but after after taking that hiatus, you came back. You did record an album, the first first uh, first album, uh, "Winds of Good Fortune." Is that right? That was before you kind of took a break for a while. No, that oh. that was after my long break. That was your That comeback. was my first uh, CD. Okay. That was put out in '92, uh, uh, I think it was. So so I've been at it yeah. now for. I took 20 years off, and now I've been back at it for 20 yeah. years. Well, for the first CD, that was uh, great. You got, got a, a nice write-up in Dirty Linen magazine. It's not easy to get write-ups in some of these top um, uh, acoustic folk uh, magazines, Dirty Linen and yeah, uh, some yeah, of the Americana. Yeah, I was very fortunate that way. Uh, but several CDs, Lay Me Open, uh, Like a Tree, Falling Down to Heaven, Earthbound, and Catch the Sunset, all available at CD Baby? No? They're all there. That's right. Okay. And also, I think some are at Amazon.com, and yeah. uh, you know, there's links from my website as well. So now, being on the on the scene in the Twin Cities, uh, this last the, the most recent CD, Catch the Sunset, uh, featuring some of the great players of, from the Midwest, including Prairie Home Companion musicians. Uh, Prudence Johnson, great vocalist on harmonies, and Peter Strushko on mando and fiddle. Yeah. Peter's, I've known Peter, I'm not personally, but I've known of him for years and had a couple of his albums, and he's always been a, a, yeah. a great influence, and I'm glad to hear he's still... Oh, yeah, he's a fabulous musician. Have yeah. you had him here at the... Uh, no, you, Peter, you if you're gotta, out there. you got to get him. Yeah, he's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. But he, he um, was, I think, I mean, he still does a lot on Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, he does. He's pretty regular on yeah. that, and uh, and then he's out touring quite a bit and playing a lot of festivals. And yeah, he's a busy guy. How do, how does the scene feel for you there? The fine line is for what you're doing. Um, you know, I've played. Uh, my favorite venue is the Cedar Cultural Center. I've yeah. done a few of my CD releases there. It's a great venue and great sound and a and a dedicated you know, audience that comes out for those shows. Yeah. And, uh, so there's some good venues and some really great musicians like Peter and Dan Newton and um, yeah. Prudence, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of wealth of great players. Now, I haven't embarrassed you yet, but now I'm going to embarrass you. Some of your honors and awards, uh, we'll talk about for a second, the 2007 New Song winner Winfield Folk Festival. That's a big deal. Uh, 2002 winner of McKnight Composer Fellowship awarded by American Composer, uh, Composers Forum and lots of Minnesota Music uh, Award nominations. But uh, the Winfield Folk Festival is really one of the iconic uh, uh, folk festivals in, in the country. Yeah, it's very, it's a huge festival. Yeah. I, I hadn't been there until until I got, yeah. you know, picked as a finalist. So I went down there and as a winner, you yeah. know, and played at the festival, and I was just awestruck. It was great. It was 
just so much good music and so yeah. many young people too. It was great to see all the new young um, bluegrass bands and yeah. coming up the way and a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mm. Do you find I've I've found that uh, you know doing this show, so many of the the people that we have on, the it seems like the better musician, the less ego there is involved. Have you found that? I, I mean, not always true, but largely, surprisingly, yeah, I find well, that's the case. I think in folk, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be in folk if you had a big ego, I don't think. You know, <laughs> that's it just, doesn't kind of go together. So. I think that makes yeah. sense. I think it's true. That's Unless you're talking about me. Oh, yeah. Well. I don't know. I don't know. No. But those jazz musicians. No, They're a different story. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to play another one? Sure. Um, uh, and thank you for accompanying me on that first one. And I would like you to play on this sure. one as well. This is in honor of Halloween. Um, uh, because, well, most, not that it has anything to do with Halloween, but the, the title of the song is Scary Mary, which uh, feels like Halloween-y. But uh, anyway, sh uh, this Mary is actual, an actual person. Her name is Mary Newman, and she lives not far from me in my hometown of Minneapolis. And um, she's a, um, an interesting character. She's an artist, and she went to a lot of extremes to try to get her art out into the world and uh, met with lots of rejection. So she finally resorted to, to literally painting her entire house in her art, every square inch. And, uh, you know, you can't miss her house when you <laughs> drive down this quiet little residential street and see her house. And she put sculptures out in the front yard. And, and so the name Scary Mary comes from some of her neighbors and detractors who, who didn't appreciate her art in the neighborhood. So, so that's the title. But I found her story quite inspiring. So. Five thousand times She says five thousand times And she was known as Scary Mary to the world Who liked to want The art world and the galleries Denied Mary a member card So she displayed her artistry garden her front lawn but some neighbors and alarmists wanted her to take it down so they took their righteous grumblings to the city authorities where they cowardly filed them in anonymity there is an artist whose work was rejected Five thousand times She says five thousand times And she was known as Scary Mary to the ones Who like to whine An Alice 
that song. Thank you. I like that one, too. We played it twice this weekend. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> on our radio show. Great. Yeah. Well, I, this song, uh, I really appreciate those folks who came out tonight on a Tuesday night for a touring musician, and uh, this is my audience appreciation song. I want to play it right now because it's based on a true story of when I was first getting started, you know, 20 years ago in Minneapolis as a songwriter. And I was um, um, invited to play this venue called the Blue Guitar in Stillwater, Minnesota. And I was all excited because it was probably my first concert show, a nice listening room. So I got out there and all ready for the show, went out at 8 o'clock to to play my show, and there before me were two people, Brian and Greg. <laughs> I kind of got to know them. And I did this entire concert with an intermission for Brian and Greg, and afterwards Brian said, uh, um, you should write a song about that. So I did. <laughs> and it's called, I'm playing for two at a club called The Blue Guitar in the town of Stillwater. It's the world's longest song title. Now it's strange when your life is half through 
Do Greg and Brian still come to shows? Um, you know, they sign the mailing list. They're very enthusiastic. Yeah. And then uh, uh, shortly after they, they like moved away, my postcards oh. would come back, you know, address unknown. So, yeah. so uh, either they gave me fake addresses or... <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg and Brian, or, if you're out there listening yes, tonight... there's a song you. about you. <laughs> From East Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Peter and Lou Berryman? Are you familiar with them? They're, yes. Yeah, because yes. I mean, this is my, of course, every, every time you hear a funny song, I think mm -hmm. of Peter and Liv, but I mean, this is, it totally would be, yeah. would fit on one of their albums, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, it would fit. Yeah. So I'll you have, were in, oh, go ahead. I was just saying I'll have to give them that song in case they ever are playing to two people. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a great song for those situations, you know? <laughs> so you were out in uh, Montana recently. Just a few days ago. Yeah, I've been on a whole tour to the Northwest. I've been out for three weeks, three and a half weeks now. So I was played through South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, uh, 
What comes next? Washington, <laughs> Seattle, yeah. Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. then all the way coming back east. So, yeah. I like yeah. some of the venues you've played. I don't know if these are going to be on your tour now, but uh, I, I noticed <clears throat> among some great clubs, Club Passim in uh, in uh, uh, Massachusetts, yeah. of course. The Bluebird in Tennessee. Some some mm -hmm. places definitely with people. But also, I like this Uncle Calvin's Coffee House in Texas, and then Cousin Andy's Coffee House in Illinois. Are they related? No, isn't that funny? Yeah. I thought that section of the country they must just like relatives or yeah. something. Makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> Makes it feel so at home and like you're with family. Yeah. You know? <laughs> good. Well, that was I'm cleared that up. I'm going to mark okay. that off the list. Okay. Thank you. Okay, well, I thought I would um, uh, do the, the new CD. I've been playing quite a few of the songs are from the new CD, Catch the Sunset. And the album is dedicated to um, my parents uh, who have both passed. Uh, uh, my father many years ago. Um, and, uh, but um, he was, um, uh, this, this song, uh, was inspired by the fact that our country's at war and I would really like to see us, you know, end that kind of mentality that we have to go to war whenever to work things out. And um, uh, and so uh, I wanted a song that kind of would get to people's hearts about it, you know, not just another protest song, but a real heart-level song. And, and because the costs are so great, and I know those costs because uh, I lost my own father in the... Uh, Cold War. He was a casual a victim of the Cold War. Not too many people realize that there were casualties in that war, and uh, and he was one. So I wrote, write it in the voice of the fallen soldiers speaking to his daughter. It's called Soldier's Daughter.
Like a snake that sheds its skin 
Great song. You know, I don't think people uh, discount sometimes how important it is to give words of encouragement once in a while. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a wonderful thing. My neighbor, Rodney, yesterday mm -hmm. came over and just kind of out of the blue, he was showing me some pictures of things he'd done recently. And, and we got to talking. And, and, and it kind of, I don't know why it surprised me, it just kind of came out of the blue. And, you know, he said, you know, basically, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, it's great. It's like, wow, you know. That was that was great. I didn't realize I needed to hear that, but it's it is important. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So there Does you go. Does that mean he's gonna stop uh, every day? Stop killing our dandelions <laughs> for us? Yeah. No, just kidding. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I got for you here. Um, oh, this is a. Uh, I'll stay a little bit on this political issue, this social issue, because you know I'm a folk singer and. We like to do that. Um, this uh, particular song is on the new uh, CD as well. Um, and it's, uh, it's called Nursery Rhymes. And you might wonder, well, you know, what does that have to do with political uh, social issues? But it actually has quite a bit to do because uh, I found out that nursery rhymes, a lot of them have their origins in um, the political events of their time. For example, you know, before the freedoms of speech that we have, they had to be sneaky in the way mm -hmm. they would uh, talk about the powers that be. So, uh, for example, Jack and Jill went up the hill uh, is based on King Louis XVI's uh, fall from the throne and his beheading and the same fate following for his wife, Marie Antoinette. So. Jill came tumbling after, so um, so I like that concept, and I uh, decided to incorporate it into kind of my uh, this song about uh, kind of what's going on in these days. So here we go. Wind blows, the cradle will rock. The bow breaks, the cradle will fall. Down come baby cradle and all. There was an old woman lived in a shoe. Too many children to know what to do. Gave them broth without any bread. Whipped them all and sent them to bed.
with images of distress and dread Falling babies, falling eggs Hungry children who are beaten Not enough to fill their heads How about giants who can eat them? like to feed you lights of fear and hopeless hope of government they bought and sold they dress it up they've got the gravy to fatten you and make you lazy so it is and so it goes we turn on the tv Markets, rising debt, record profits to corporate heads. Not enough to wake us up. Have a giants who can like we rehearsed it. Oh, yeah. They surprised me with that. Nice. Thank you. Do you have a, a background in, in, um, in literature? I mean, as a songwriter, as a, as a lyricist? Uh, no, not really, but I just know things. <laughs> I, know, I pick things up along the way. Yeah. I've just lived a long time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It says you have a previous career as a... Uh, uh, a speech pathologist. Yes. 
Yes, I did that for 28 years, in fact, wow. uh, working uh, as with special needs kids, and uh, and uh, it was uh, wonderful work. I loved it, and uh, working with the kids, you know, and. Uh, I started, uh, once I picked up the music, though I, you know, was getting pulled that way, it was some of the, um, I could have stayed with the speech working with the kids, but the, the other part of that whole system <laughs> kind of got to me, you know, mm -hmm. the paperwork and all that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. So, um, well, you it think was very you could, rewarding work, yeah. Yeah. Do you think you could work with me a little bit after the show? <laughs> <laughs> You've got some special needs. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I've got a song inspired by my work with those kids. Cool. We could do it now or later, but um, uh, where are we on time? Yeah, we have time for one more. This, this is a part of a two-part series here with Barb Ryman. Okay, yeah. well, why don't we do that? We, yeah. Sure. Um, this is... Uh, Inspired by, I was so happy because, you know, I was doing music and the speech therapy for a good, you know, 10 years before I went off and went full-time with the music. And um, um, I forgot what I was going to say about that. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I was really happy that I finally was inspired to write a song, you know, because I find these children so inspirational. And this one in particular is about a little girl named Mara Beth. Well, I worked with her entire elementary career. She came to kindergarten, and shortly into her kindergarten year, she was um, uh, diagnosed with um, uh, brain tumors. So they had to do this radical kind of surgery to save her, which they did. However, it left her uh, with quite a bit of an impairment and in brain injury. She had paralysis. She had, um, you know, a lot of trouble with her speech and. Uh, and it affected her memory in a very big way. So the challenge in teaching her was how to um, uh, get the information in and, and have her hold on to it, because she just could not hold on to it. Uh, and music was a beautiful um, method for her, because that's another part of the brains. And uh, so whenever Mara Beth had something to learn, I would you know, write it into a little song and uh, and we'd sing it together, and it worked out beautifully. And uh, anyway, she was uh, graduating from sixth grade, and so I wrote this song about her. Here to learn it. 
Ryman. Yeah. <laughs> Barb's CD, Catch the Sunset, her new or latest, available at CD Baby, as well as the rest of them. This is the first of a two part series with Barb. We'll be back shortly. But you can go to Barb Ryman, B A R B R Y M A N, barbryman.com to find out where she's been, where she's going, what she's been up to. And uh, thank you all for coming. Thanks to Andy LaValle, Bear Sound, our technical producer, Adam Baranek, our audio intern. Mr. Mark Herod, Ticket Sales. Thanks to the Brink Lounge on WORT 89.9. Thank and you we'll for listening. See you next time. Mm-hmm.